Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. Today's guest is uh, a return guest, Brian Parsley. He has uh, recently come into some TikTok fame, and we're going to be talking about that. I don't think we've ever had a an influencer, a TikTok influencer on our podcast before. We're going to be talking a little bit about that, kind of uh, the background behind it. And then we're going to shift quickly into talking about uh, business and adapting in, in, in a current environment and some of the things that he's seen from a business consulting standpoint. It's going to be a great conversation. So grab a cup of coffee and join us. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes. It's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh, yeah. Well, Brian, welcome back. Second well, time guest? Yes. Uh, that's a good thing. We'll see. It's better than my family uh, Thanksgiving dinner where <laughs> it was only a one and done. There you have it. BP, Brian Parsley. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, TikTok. We're going to talk a little bit about social media, some of the stuff that you've been up to. But before we do that, it's rapid fire. Five randomly selected questions just to get under your skin. Are you ready? I'm ready. All Go. right. What is the weirdest Wikipedia rabbit hole you've ever stumbled down? Oh, gosh. Uh, last night, I was looking up uh, the cast members of uh, Undercover Billionaire and next thing you know, I'm on their spouse's page, and then from there, I'm looking at their business. There you go. It, it That's happens. so ironic. Yeah, that you said that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. All right, number two. Uh, what is the first concert that you ever attended? Uh, Bad Company. Bad Company. Mm, I was in my what 18, maybe. Wow. Charleston, West Virginia. We got it. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, question number three. What did you spend your first paycheck on? Uh, probably food. I'm, I mean, when you say paycheck, when I was a teenager, I, I was making money, and I spent all my money at Five Star Pizza. <laughs> I don't even think they exist anymore. <laughs> I would get a sub and a small beef pizza every day. I mean, obviously, it's caught up with me, but yeah, I used to do that. Number four, what is your favorite useless fact? <laughs> now you got me stumped. A useless fact. I I don't know that that most statistics are made up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 76% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Sure. Uh, all right, last question, number five. What is the biggest risk that you've ever taken? You know, I, it's interesting. Sometimes the biggest risk comes with the greatest outcomes, right? And uh, when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, mm -hmm. from West Virginia uh, in 1994 uh, with no job, uh, no car. I borrowed a friend's car. He said, if it makes it, you can pay me $400. <laughs> if it makes it. There you go. And uh, stayed above my brother's garage. Uh, he had a little bonus room. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a room, but it technically is a bonus room. Yeah. And, uh, and, that's, and that was huge. No job, no nothing. Just came here with, uh, with the dream uh, for a better life. And you, and you started working towards it. I got a job cutting chicken at Boston Market in Matthews, That's North right. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And, and we talked a lot about that, I think, in, uh, in the first episode. So mm -hmm. uh, we, we can definitely link that, that back. So I invited you back today for a very specific reason. I was uh, scrolling through Instagram, my Instagram stories, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago. 
and this popped up on, it was a repost on, on uh, the Babylon Bee, but it was from Not the Bee, and it says, this dude makes a mask or made a mask of himself improperly wearing a mask just so he could troll people. And it popped up. I just kept clicking through, and I was like, hold on a second. Click back. I know that guy. That guy's been on our podcast. And, uh, and so I sent you a message. I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, we chatted a little bit about it, and uh, and here we are. So tell us a little bit about what in the world uh, that this whole mask thing is about. Let me get into character. Okay, all right. Now, now that we're in character with the maskless mask, yep. you can have a better understanding of exactly what we're talking about here. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I just, I saw this online and bought it. It's a generic mask. And, um, I said, that'd be kind of cool. Right. And, uh, I started wearing it and everybody kept saying, gosh, that's a, that's really cool. I thought you had your mask off, you know, and, and I thought, Hmm, why don't I maybe film this? And, you know, my, uh, I, I will say that from a LinkedIn and from an Instagram perspective, I have pretty good following Twitter, but TikTok, I think I had you know, 220 followers and maybe like 18 of them were adults. Sure. And all I did was use that to uh, just share some basic home video kind of stuff, right? Personal hobby things. Yep. And then I put that on there. I I told my wife, I said, check this out. We just left. I got Chinese food and I just Mm -hmm. did a little video. And I said, I bet you I'm going to get 500 views on this. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, An hour later, had 1,200. I said, I've hit a home run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two hours later, 3.7 million. And then I thought, maybe I'm on to something. So I filmed the next one at a car dealership the next day. I I've personally have had over 37 million views, uh, but between all platforms, we're over, well, it's in the hundreds of millions of views yeah. in about a 10-day period. Yeah, it's it's funny. When I showed uh, I showed the, the snapshot to my wife, and she said, I've seen that video. She's an avid uh, watcher on TikTok, and so she had seen the video. Uh, and and so it's it's been interesting. So you know, we, we talk about social media, we talk about me, marketing and, and all these strategies. And, um, and I was trying to process all, all of these things together. How does, I mean, obviously this is funny. Uh, it's worked. It's, it's gotten into some algorithms. A lot of people have seen it. What is, what is kind of, what does this do? Does it, does this help build the Brian Parsley brand? Is this mm-hmm. helping you get more speaking engagements? Is this helping you get more consulting or is it just, this is kind of a, an avenue to to get connected to more people. I, I think that uh, it's very juxtaposed to my corporate brand. Yeah, um, my wife is very concerned about that because <laughs> now I'm doing now I've become the 50 year old, 12 year old that's uh, pranking online all the time. Um, I put fake poo in the shower with my wife. She got proper upset. You mm-hmm. can see that one on there. But and I've also now put it on my my. Um, Brian Parsley Speaker YouTube channel because I thought, well, because you know why I did that? I didn't even think about putting on YouTube. And then I got somebody that forwarded me a YouTube video of my video with like eight and a half million views in a day. Yeah. And I'm like, geez, I'm missing my own boat yeah. uh, to do that. Um, but for me, I, I really don't, didn't do this to try to drive anything, but I've always been a jokester. I've always been a prankster. I've always done this my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's just now all of a sudden people are seeing it, and, yeah. and I think it's kind of fun. And as it relates to business, I think we take things too serious. And now more than ever, going through 2020, mm-hmm. the pandemic, it's nice to just kind of laugh and have some humor about things. My intent is never to make fun of whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Mm. Uh, my whole thing is threading that needle to say we can laugh at each other and and it's going to be okay. It's intriguing to me. You know, I think a lot of people try to figure out how you know, 
social media and media marketing doesn't work unless you go viral, you know, and, and that's, that's a part of, of what happens when you just kind of hit the right algorithm, you get that, that immediate click with an audience and it gets shared, right? I mean, it just falls in. That's not the normal for everybody. I mean, you've, you've been, uh, you've been building a, a, a audience on social media for a long time and, it just all of a sudden happened with with one. Uh, it reminds me back to you remember the the lady in the I guess it was the London subway uh, that was singing the uh, they basically the guy would walk up to people on camera and say finish this song and give a few pieces of lyric uh, and she and and I was I read a story about her where she had been practicing singing she had been you know singing in small clubs and all this stuff for her entire her entire life and preparing and when she was posed with that particular situation she was it was just a natural response it wasn't anything that she had to put on and it wasn't anything that was structured it just hit and it hit a home run connected the right person with the right audience how much of that is kind of what you're seeing here and then like what what do you what do you do with it from that point is it just you know hey this is the maskless dad at you know in in this kind of one and done or is this kind of the start of something that you can use to build a, a bigger brand well, as it relates to my, my spirit and hope is that I like to make people laugh. Sure. And if you can make people laugh, you can break down barriers and walls. And, and um, you know, they always say don't make fun of, you know, politics and religion. And, and I, and I kind of see myself, if, again, if you can thread that needle that I'm not taking sides with anyone, I, I think that it could have legs. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm the Chewbacca lady and it's going to last two weeks. And sure. that's OK also. Yeah. I, I certainly don't have any intentions for that. However, um, what, what I'm looking to do is, and here's a really interesting example. Mm-hmm. I had a lady send me a message on Instagram and she said, I found your Instagram from your stupid mask video. And I came over, you know, it's already starting with like this backhanded, you know, compliment. And she said, uh, but I've gone through several of your posts and I realized that you're genuinely a really good man Mm -hmm. who wants to share a very good, positive message to the world. And for that, sir, you have a lifetime follower on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes this is what's interesting. We judge other people based on what we believe they're saying or what we hear, but we always want to be judged on our our intent. Mm -hmm. And, and I just thought, imagine what's possible if we would suspend the, the prejudging of anybody until we understand the woman or the man or whomever yeah. to say, what's their, what's their real agenda here? Well, it's it's uh, especially in the world of uh, the world of social media. Everybody can get their message out there. All you have to do is turn the camera around, hit record, and and you can get it out there. Maybe it's to two people, or maybe it's to two million. Who knows? Uh, because of 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 a lot of uh, algorithms and the way things kind of fall in place. Unless you've already been working for many, 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 many years to build a message. Yeah, you, you're familiar with Mr. Beast on mm-hmm. YouTube. Just like he's been crushing it for 10 years to build 40 million subscribers. And so it's like, man, he just blew up overnight over 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the same thing even with, you know, I do seminars and people say, gosh, I want to do that for a living or I want to speak or, and then, you know, of course I do coaching and I say, wonderful. I started when I was 13 and I'm 50 Yeah, and I didn't get paid my first time until I was in my, you know, middle thirties lower Mm thirties. So most people are not willing to put in, you know, the effort to do that. And also I've shifted my, now look, I'm 50. So for me at this point, um, I won't say I don't care. Like I'm not going to go down 
go to Walmart and fart and not worry about it, right? Like, sure. I'm not that. I don't care. But I'm at a point in my life where I want to work with who I want, when I want, where I want. Uh, I'm not I'm not fearful of not being able to have work. I think that's a mentality thing that people have that holds them down. Mm-hmm. And, and I tend to surround myself with people that are better than me uh, in many different ways, morally, uh, financially, mm-hmm. uh, professionally. And, and what that does is it ups your game, but you have to suspend ego around that. And a lot of us are very fearful of that, of not being good enough. What if I fail? What if they judge me? And, and I really don't care at this point. Only thing I care about is uh, do the best I can. I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'll fa- I fail people. Um, I know I will continue to do that. But, but certainly for me, um, I know where I know where my heart is, and, and I know that's maybe not what you, is popular to say, but I want to continue to, if I can help other people, yeah. regardless of money, that, that to me is, and if that means wearing a stupid mask to get an audience, to go check out my Instagram, to sure. tell somebody to say, Hey, this made a huge difference in yeah. my life. One other quick one had a message from, from someone, uh, a lady mm-hmm. who said that she'd been suffering through depression and, uh, found, found it difficult to, you know, was questioning even her, you know, living. Yeah. And she said, I was on TikTok and I ran across your videos and it made me laugh out loud for the first time in years. And um, I, I'm, I'm an unlicensed psychologist, obviously. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm very careful responding to that. But I just, again, showed her gratitude and said, look, there's so many people you can talk to and I would encourage you. And maybe this is a sign that there is, you know, something more and potential in your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, and she wrote back, you have no idea what this means. Thank you. Now, look, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I see that as, and this is my maybe thing that I can share with you and the listeners. Mm-hmm. Never ignore small cues in your life. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Yeah. A small cue could be negative. <laughs> can you believe I hit every red light? But what you didn't know was the truck that was going to hit you. Mm-hmm. And the little cues that you know, and it doesn't have to be public. Like I'm sharing that as an example, but where I do get irritated is on TikTok or Instagram. And these people are like going, I'm going to go out and feed some homeless. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. It's like, hello, sir. How do you like the taste of that hamburger I bought you? You know, to me, that's almost panderizing it to a point where it negates the good deed. Although I do believe it's important for people uh, to constantly remind us that we have an obligation to serve others. Sure. Very can, can turn into disingenuous activity. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3,422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. To find out more, visit LockDoc.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDoc Security, helping you protect your people and your property. So outside of outside of the social media and, and you know, and the, the ability to kind of gain an audience very quickly, because that's fun and exciting and, and hopefully it continues to grow and develop and, and all those things. You've been working your your life to build towards a particular career and it wasn't to become a a, a, a viral TikTok star, right? It, it was to impact people. Uh, you're you know, outside of that, you're a business consultant, you uh, speaker, you you've got you've garnered a lot of 
other notoriety over the years outside of of uh, of uh, a humorous video on TikTok. Do you, how can you bring those two worlds together? Are they two separate things, or or is it is it a way to collide those things and make a bigger impact? Yeah, and and when I mentioned earlier, I've been very lucky uh, over the years. You know, I've made millions of dollars doing what I love most, mm-hmm. which is entertaining people in a corporate way. Um, if I did some of those things on stage in a corporate environment, I may be you know seen as a little bit too immature, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're mutually exclusive. But I do believe uh, there is a, an opportunity to leverage being known as a prankster, but then seeing the other side. Because deep down, don't we all really want to be silly? <laughs> don't we all really want to be a kid again? Mm-hmm. And we were told by society we, we just can't do that. You're supposed to work and, and have 2.7 children and two cars and a home so that you can work really hard, mm-hmm. retire, live nine years and die. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what, you know, and, and we think that's the norm. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really believe that um, if we can do that and show some social proof that you can be immature or be your true self, and if you're not immature, don't be immature. But, yeah. but if that's who I am, I would much rather be who I am. And if you don't care for that, that's, you know, you're right. And, um, and that's the whole thing. And there was someone that I talked to on, uh, that was, I replied to almost every single comment I can. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, she was very critical on, on me. And I just said, but you know what? I respect you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I respect your opinion Mm -hmm. because that's what this country is all about, especially in America. We don't have to agree, you know, but, but I do respect that. And, and I think when we change that narrative, and show people that, you know, we're not just talking, but we're really walking that, I think that's when we're going to have huge, huge change. It's intriguing to me. And, and I mentioned this on the previous podcast that, uh, you know, I reached out to you, your phone number was on your Instagram, you answered the phone immediately. Um, I, I think that that's, that's not something that you that I see you doing just to try to create an audience. It's something that is uniquely innate to you. I mean, I sent you when I sent you a message about what I'd seen on Instagram, I got an immediate response from you. That's just kind of part of, of what you do is it's is who I am being available right twenty four seven. And people are shocked. And even some of these strangers as easy as where did you get that mask? Yeah. Which I put the link on my Instagram bio because there was getting so many of them. Yeah. But I respond to every single one. And and people are like I'm shocked that you actually did. It was a shot in the dark. Yeah, and because it, it's it's unique, right? Not, not everybody does that. Mm. You get to a certain point of uh, of of I don't know what it would be, notoriety or whatever, and people just don't respond. They just totally ignore it, and it it kind of can turn people off. So, in that note, I, I want to kind of shift a little bit because social media is is always of an intrigue to me, um, and I don't think that there's a way to specifically craft a viral video. We've talked mm-hmm. about that before. It's just kind of getting being taking an opportunity when it's there and making the most of it right um and and had you had you just done something like shot this video and then shared it just with a a group of friends on a text message thread then that's where it lies like that's that's the mastix end of it so being one intentional about uh what you're sharing right so and when where you're sharing it when you do that, what are the results of it? So uh, flip that on on business uh, side of things from a social media standpoint. How can businesses take something? Is it if it's TikTok, if it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, 
taking their message and sharing it with an audience that's looking for that information. If it's funny, if it's informative, whatever the case may be, how does somebody just be mindful of those opportunities that are there and, and, and actually put themselves out there? Cause that's ultimately what you did. As a TikTok influencer superstar, <laughs> allow me to share my perspective on that. All right. We put too much emphasis on who's seeing it, how many likes, how many comments. It becomes very obsessive because of the dopamine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the opposite to dopamine, you start feeling regretful and shameful when people start criticizing you mm-hmm. unnecessarily or unfairly. Mm-hmm. I think that the most important thing we have to remember whether it's your Facebook, social media of any type, is share what you know to be true mm-hmm. and don't worry about whether or not 10 million people or 10 people see it. Yeah. Because we come from the mindset of saying, I have some Instagram posts that get six people see it, yeah. like it, some a thousand. Yeah. But it only needs one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that's what we forget is 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 just be out there and share it. And, and, and if it impacts one person, that's great. And that's one person's life. Because by the way, that one person, you never know who they might know or be or who they are. And, and, but I think here's the other thing, do things with the intent to just serve and give without expectation in return. I know that seems like such a hoity toity hippie talk, yeah. but truly that's the way it is. Like you said, Hey, come down and do the podcast. You going to pay me? I'm an influencer now. (laughs) No, yeah. But my point is, is that I'm like, man, if I can make it happen for this guy, if I could help him, why would I not want to do that? It's my obligation as a human. Um, And and I think that we we look and find for, for ways to serve. Here's another great thing. Gentleman sent me a message, said, hey, I saw your, um, your TikTok. Uh, I'm 24. I work at a local bank. Mm-hmm. I'm an analyst. I feel stuck in my job. Um, I know this is a long shot, but I'm looking for somebody to maybe mentor me. Yeah. I immediately reached out to him. We've spoken. We're going to meet. And I'm giving him some ideas and best practices that I wish I had when I was 24. Sure. So does that make it worthwhile to do all the silly stuff? No. Absolutely. And and he said, I've reached out to many people, and I, you're the only one that's responded. Yeah. And so even for him, persistence. Go for what you want. And uh, when we die, you and me, hopefully a long time from now, we will all have the same amount of money as Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. We will. So you're going to be that rich yeah. when you're dead. So what do we really got to lose? You know, it's all going away anyway. So have fun and uh, take chances, and, and, and who knows? Yeah. That's, that's an intriguing way to look at it. D- create for one. Uh, many may come, but if you're creating for one and trying to impact uh, impact one individual, then uh, if that's your goal, then... then well, here's what happens, though. Check this out. Uh, when you... It's easy for me to say, don't think about food and you haven't eaten in a week. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the money. Money will come, but you need to pay your rent. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I found is I am tofu. And tofu takes on the flavor of whatever it's around. Mm-hmm. And the more you let money go, the more you attract it. Mm-hmm. Because don't put importance on those because it chases away. 
And, um, and it's interesting because when you lose one thing, something better comes. And I was sharing this with my 15 year old. I said, you know, yes, um, your boyfriend's amazing and I really like him and maybe it'll, maybe it's soulmates. Mm -hmm. But what I really want you to do is focus on what are the things about him that you really love, that makes you smile, that makes you happy. Identify the things that maybe are deal breakers Mm -hmm. so that you can over time figure out what that dream person is. And maybe it is him Mm -hmm. and for me, I hope so. He's a great guy. But if it's not, let's learn from our journey and not look at things so binary. Yeah. You know, and even in employment, my father worked for Union Carbide for 40 years because his dad worked at Union Carbide for 40 years. And now we have to look at our roles and, and, and jobs more around professional athletes. We don't think twice about them trading up to another team. Mm. But also, I, I think that there's a new economy out there, a digital economy, and that's going nowhere. It's going to scale more than ever, especially with remote mm-hmm. and side gigging and, uh, and digital uh, opportunities. That is the now, not the future. Yeah. That's an, an interesting way to look at things. It's it's being mindful of, I guess, a holistic view rather than just uh, the this particular thing that's in front of me right now. Kind of keeping your your eyeballs open to other ways that you can connect, other ways that you can find kind of uh, unique opportunities that are out there. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Coffee Break Podcast. Also. We wanted to let you know that our team puts together a weekly blog post. You can find it at locdoc.net slash blog. It's guaranteed to raise your IQ by 12 points or your money back. So it's pretty much a win-win. All right, back to the conversation. So on the on the business side of things, uh, you, you're in business consulting, keynote speaking. A lot of that's changed this past year with, with COVID. Um, to, I, I guess my, one of my questions on that would be, what, as you're talking with businesses, how are you seeing things being adjusted right now? How, what are people doing? I know in our business, we've had some, some shifts and some pivots, right? Not to overuse that word, but we've had to adjust some things in the last 12 months. How are you seeing that as a whole with with a multitude of businesses? Some have gone up dramatically. You know, you've got your Amazons that have done just amazing over the past 24, 12, 12 months. And you have other businesses that have that have shuttered the doors because they just they couldn't adapt. What is your take on the kind of the world of business and what this current pandemic has done for that as we move move forward? Sure. There are some situations in some businesses that you cannot control. You do not have the ability to crawl out of a hole. If you're a small coffee shop and you're in California and you're not allowed to open, you're screwed. Yeah. And that's going to open up a whole other can of worms to talk about what what I believe that uh, the government should or should not be involved in. Uh, Unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, printing money is going to have a long-term effect that we're not going to like. It may be okay right now as a stopgap, but printing fake pieces of paper that really don't have value could have some long-term implications above and beyond the debt. A bunch of IOUs, right? A bunch of IOUs. I mean, you consider that. However many you know, tens and thousands of trillions of dollars that are out there, that, that's going to be difficult. Um, but with that said, we can only deal with and react to what we have. And I'll give you one example, and I'll tell you what I think the answer is. And this isn't for every company, but for one, I'll do specifically. So one of my clients is a direct sell company called Pure Romance. Mm -hmm. Been around for almost 30 years. Um, But their whole business model is based on women going to other women's homes, having parties. There you go. 
you're screwed mm-hmm. in a pandemic yeah. because there isn't any of that. Their leader, his name is Chris Ciccinelli, and he's actually releasing a book uh, this April. Uh, that's, it's, I saw a pre-release. It's pretty phenomenal. And he is a, he is a brilliant, brilliant man who has taken this company literally for $12 million business 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 18 years ago. And I've been working with him since 2007. Uh, to almost a half a billion dollars, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. How did he do that? He, I remember sitting down with him in a group uh, last February, and he said, look, this could get bad. This could lock us down, and we're not going to be victims in this. We're going to change how we do business. We're going to adapt mm-hmm. to a new way of working. He went to social selling, private Zoom pages, private Facebook pages, and created a model to where anybody could do a side hustle. So instead of having to hold inventory to do what's called social selling, they fulfill all the orders for you. You get paid a 30% kickback for everybody that uses your link. It's like affiliate marketing almost. And we help more women and their families in the last 12 months to earn more money than they were making traditionally through this new concept, mm. right? Yep. He's very unique. He's a, he's, a, he's a unicorn in a way because he doesn't allow challenges to prevent him from growing or scaling what he knows to be true, and he's very passionate about that business. Um, and, but you have, uh, and, and I have other, other clients that, that are doing very similar to that. Um, and, and I think there's a client I have, mentors.com, mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to launch their their, their new program to where, where, where you and me could go there and find mentors. We could find a, a Chris. We can find uh, a, a professional in any genre. And, and whether we want to invest five minutes or an hour of their time with us, we can sure. do that. Yeah. And how much would that be worth for all of us? I want career advice. I yeah. want some marketing ideas. I want, you know, do that. And, and, it's, and it's right there at your fingertips. And again, these organizations have adapted to the changing economy and they're going to be, you know, and we're going to look back like your friend mm-hmm. and we're going to say, gosh, you know, they're lucky, but really what they don't see is the willingness to be fast and the necessity to be flexible. Yeah. And if you could do those two things, go as fast as you can and be flexible as you can, you'll be shocked at the progress or if you're from the UK, the progress, progress. that you're going to be able to achieve. So the question is, the what's the unique common denominator there. You, you just used the word adapt. What's the unique common denominator across the business world that people, that the people that have been able to either sustain or grow versus going backwards outside of government interference, but outside of that, how, what is, what is the c- common denominator associated with that? So I was sharing with you mentors.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Jay Kubasek and uh, Stuart Ross are the founders. And Stuart Ross, uh, he's from the UK. He's actually in Dubai right now uh, working and uh, living. And, um, and I was on a call with him last Friday, and he said, uh, people that are not afraid to fail forward. All it's right. a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's okay to fail. Accept that. Just fail forward, learn from that, and move on. And and I think we get paralyzed in our own insecurities of the what ifs. Mm-hmm. What what if this happens? What if that happens? And that prevents you from achieving your real opportunity. 
So it's not perfection that you should be chasing. Mm -hmm. It's potential. And if you look in the mirror and say, I have more potential, then you're not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. If you look in that mirror at night and you say, I'm exhausted and I've done absolutely everything, win, lose, fail, you did it. You succeeded. It's progressing towards that ideal that you want to chase. I was uh, I was in a workshop a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, the conversation around kind of failing forward, or uh, the, the terminology was was a little different, but it was um, around kind of personality assessments and things of that nature, and and the fact that about half of the people in the world it, they they kind of tear it down into fifty percent are like this, fifty percent are like this, right? And half of the people in the world will are afraid to take risk because of failure. And the other half see failure as a lesson for the next opportunity. Um, and so I, it, it's intriguing to me when it comes to that because failure in a lot of senses is, well, that didn't work. So let's regroup and, and fix what, what didn't work and for, for the next opportunity. And for a lot of people, failure is detrimental. Like, oh, I can't do it again. So um, having a sense of, failing forward and learning from the mistakes and not being afraid to try things is potentially easy for you and I to say that because we're probably more in the mindset of, of, of uh, uh, embracing risk for that potential. For those that aren't, uh, that's a bigger stretch for them to do that. But it's not out of the question. It just means that they have to put themselves in a different mindset. So what you're speaking of, there's a psychology term behind it. It's called internal locus of control. Okay. Locus with an L, not an F. But you have external locus of control and you have internal locus of control. And essentially, if you define that, it's it's I blame outside for success or failure Mm -hmm. versus taking accountability and moving forward with it. And everybody's unique. I think we all we all suffer from what if I'm not good enough or, or imposter syndrome or, mm-hmm. you know, being exposed and, and those type of things. But at the end of the day, uh, even even if you were exposed for your weakness or maybe, you know, I don't know, you, 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 you smoked something you shouldn't have when you were in college or whatever. At the end of the day, that stuff's not a forever. It's a blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. And, and don't get consumed with that. I mean, I'm going to let you down. I know it. I'm human. And you're going to let me down. And, um, and as long as I, I, I understand that we can move past that, everything goes in. And I know this is really turning into me sounding like I'm at a, uh, you know, a, a hot room smoking, um, uh, I'm trying to think of yoga retreat here. It's, it's not. I mean, I think, I think that we all know what we're supposed to do, but mm-hmm. we just need someone to encourage us to stay firm and do it on a regular basis. Yeah, I, th- I think even even such, right, the last year has really been difficult for a lot of people to, to have that encouragement. You know, you've got a lot of isolation, separation. So then people ultimately just kind of get into their own thoughts. And if they're not being proactive with connecting with other people and having that positive, encouraging atmosphere around them, then uh, they can start to believe those types of things, right? So uh, making sure that you're focusing on not being, I guess, not being afraid to take risk or not being afraid to work through things, but it's also from an encouragement standpoint, the people that you're around, kind of like what you were talking earlier about being tofu. Yeah. And, uh, and look, I mean, people can, I, it's just, it's just, I find that it, whether it's mask or the wall or whatever, you're going to have these juxtapositions of opinions. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have people that are extremely argumentative. I have a friend that's so far left, he made Trump look like 
you know, uh, a liberal, mm-hmm. like, you know, like really far, hated everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and I have friends on the other side that are so far right, you know, whatever. And again, I respect them as people yeah. and, and, uh, because they are both really good people. And when, um, you know, when both of them said, what are you going to do when this person's elected? I said the same thing. They're our president. Mm-hmm. I'll respect that. I'll never respect it. Well, that's your right. Mm-hmm. As long as you vote, that's all that matters. Yeah. And we have to respect that process. And, and the same thing is true with uh, being immature or doing TikTok videos or pranks or, you know, if you don't want to go to my page because you don't like the way I, you know, uh, did, did my thing. Don't. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about this world. There are billions of people out there. And uh, I only need a few to make a living. <laughs> That's all I care about is uh, serve and make enough to, to enjoy. Most definitely. Well, I guess the biggest question, the last question I have for you is, are, do you have a brand deal for the mask? A brand deal? Yeah. You know, I kind of missed a curve on that. Uh, <laughs> they, they have tried to get them to give me an affiliate link right when I posted it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't do that. And they're good guys. We eventually talked. And um, I do have an affiliate link, but... I, I think that that I think that ship sailed. It, yeah. It's not really. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way: I might be able to take you to Starbucks <laughs> it, as long as you don't go Grande. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not it's not phenomenal. Rolling it in on the brand deal, very cool. Hey, Brian, thanks again for joining us today. It was a blast uh, as always to chat with you. Thanks for coming in today. Hey, if this is your first time watching or listening to the podcast, well, we ask you to subscribe. We've got over a hundred episodes that you can check out, all about business ideas, practices, and strategies. And we'll link in the description below uh, the uh, initial podcast that we had. You'll hear a little more about Brian's origin story of how he got started and uh, the path that it took to get to where he is today. Very interesting story. So check that out. And of course, you can find all of our videos on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Lock, Doc, and Podcast. And you'll have a, a list that comes up there. You can scroll through that and check out some of our more popular episodes. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you next time right here on the Coffee Break Podcast. <laughs>